something that you feel is really important, um, a job that you feel, man, I can't believe they asked me to take care of this. And, and maybe you can think of one now as a child that your parents uh, gave to you that you thought, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty valuable stuff here. I can't, you know, I can't believe they, they would trust me with this. And you, you take seriously because uh, you know the importance of it. You know how valuable it is. So you're, you're very careful to, uh, to do it uh, to the best of your ability. Now, maybe you were given jobs to do, or maybe you've been given jobs to do recently that you didn't seem to think were that important. And uh, so, I don't, you maybe had to do it grudgingly. And uh, more often than not, when we do a job grudgingly, we don't do it to the best of our ability. And tonight we want to look at uh, being unshakable in our mission and uh, really looking at the aspect uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you want to turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, the end of this, this passage is what we're going to be focusing on tonight. Uh, we will begin reading in verse 14, but uh, being an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Uh, when thinking about being an ambassador, um, some interesting things about being an ambassador. An ambassador is uh, both a messenger and a representative. Uh, they do not speak to please their audience, but to please the one who sent them out. Uh, if you just think of that aspect alone, think of we are not sent out to uh, for the approval or the, the pleasing or pleasure of those were were sent out to, but for the pleasing of God. Uh, an ambassador does not speak on his own authority. His opinions or demands mean very little, but he is a representative. He simply says what he has been commissioned to say. An ambassador is more than a messenger. He is a representative, and the honor and reputation of his country are in his hands. Now, let's look over in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I will begin reading in verse 14 and read down through verse 21. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us a ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that we can look to tonight. Lord, I ask that you would help each of us, that we would uh, apply the things of your word, uh, that you would give me clarity, 
that you would guide everything that is said, that it would be glorifying to you. Lord, I pray that you would find in us willing ambassadors for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So an ambassador is one who uh, is a messenger and a representative. I think of some messengers from the Old Testament that God used greatly. Um, I think of some that were unwilling and some that were, were very willing. I think of Jonah and how he grudgingly uh, finally did what God commanded him to do. He finally was an ambassador, but uh, as we see at the end of the book of Jonah, um, his heart never really changed. He, he followed through and did what God commanded, uh, but he, he didn't do it out of a joyful spirit. But in 2 Kings chapter 5, we read the account of Naaman, and we don't even know the servant girl's name, but she was an ambassador for for God, uh, sending Naaman to, to the prophet and uh, to ultimately find, uh, find the, the, living, the living God, the one true God. And she was a great representative, even as a servant girl, and there are rewards in heaven for her. But an ambassador of Jesus Christ, we want to begin tonight by looking at our calling as an ambassador. An ambassador is one who lives in a foreign land and speaks on behalf of his country and leader, uh, often having a different lifestyle to those around him, uh, honors his country in his character, his attitude, and his conduct. Now, if you have had the privilege of going to a foreign country, you know that it doesn't take very long for you to realize that you are not in your own land. Uh, if you were to go somewhere that they are not speaking English, as soon as you get into the airport, as soon as you are going through their customs, you realize very quickly, okay, uh, I am out of place here. Uh, you can begin to uh, eat the food, and maybe it's drastically different than what you're used to. Maybe as soon as you got into a vehicle and, and saw the traffic and how they drove, you said, this is strange. Maybe you've experienced that in other parts of our country where you thought, this is strange. I can't believe people drive like this. Um, maybe you went to California and you're like, is this part of our country? Anybody been to California and thought that? A couple people, okay. Um, but as an ambassador, you know that you are not in the land that you are representing. Now think of that as a follower of Jesus Christ. We are told in 1 Peter chapter 2 that we are strangers and pilgrims, that we are not to be at home in this land. Uh, when I've been able to travel um, and when I was over in Uruguay, I got to know people. I became friends with them, but I knew it was not my home. They knew it was not my home. I think of how Andy Thompson was here and, and was talking about as a missionary uh, you really get this sense of this world is not our home. Uh, in, even though he grew up in, in Chile, uh, they knew that he was not from there. His kids get that sense of, we don't belong here. When we come to the States, we feel out of place here. And we should all, as believers, have that sense of, we are representatives of Christ, and this world is not our home. Uh, we think of the song, this world is not our home. We're just passing through. 
But too often we get weighed down with the things of this life. We get too comfortable in this life. And we quickly forget that we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. That we are representing him. So don't expect to feel at home here. Uh, you shouldn't feel at home in this world. Uh, there should be things in this life that, that are reminding you that this is not your home. So if you are too comfortable here, you need to be awakened out of your sleep. Uh, so as an ambassador, our calling of this world is not our home. In Mark 16 and verse 15, we see where he says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Now, it's something that we are all, as believers, once we've received Christ, we are all called to do. That we are to be witnesses of him. Go ye into all the world. What is your world that God is calling you to go to? Some of you, maybe it is God is calling you to go to a foreign mission field. Don't limit God in that. Don't say, no, God couldn't be calling me. Don't, don't limit what God might be asking you to do. Maybe he is calling you to a foreign field, but maybe he is calling you to begin right now with your neighborhood. God has called every one of us to a world of missions. Maybe it is in our neighborhood. Maybe it is to a different country. But are you giving to that? Are you representing Christ well? What kind of an ambassador are you to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family members? You think of an ambassador as somebody uh, that you, you trust, that you know is going to represent uh, your land well. You don't just send anyone out. Uh, when we're, our country is sending out an ambassador, we, su- we try to send someone that has a good reputation that, you know, will represent our country well. We don't go uh, and, and pick, oh, this guy seems good enough. Let's just send him over. It really doesn't matter. God has called you to your neighborhood to be a light. You have been saved for a purpose. Now glorify God. So our calling, we are all called to be ambassadors. As here in our passage in 2 Corinthians Uh, We are ambassadors for Christ. And think of that, what it says in verse 20, as though God were pleading through us. Think of the privilege that that is, that God is desiring to speak through you to bring others to him. But then we look at our message. As an ambassador, we are one who delivers a message. Uh, We think of, as we talked already, of Jonah. He had a specific message to deliver to the people of Nineveh. Our message, you and I have been entrusted with the most wonderful message. Uh, When you have something wonderful, you enjoy sharing that with people. Uh, When you have something that you really find that's really great, you enjoy sharing it with people. Um, Just uh, probably a year ago, my sister was telling me, she's like, oh man, I found this website where you can get tea uh, hot tea. You can buy tea bags and it is, it is really good. And so I thought, Oh, okay, I'll try some of it. So get on. And they have, I mean, I don't know how many different kinds of 
tea, every kind you can imagine, pretty much. And we ordered some, and uh, you can order samples, small, small packs. And so we ordered some samples, and man, we tried it, and this stuff, this stuff is really good. They have this cinnamon tea, um, and it is, it is really good stuff. And so what happens? Shayla and I tried it, and we're like, man, this is, this is really, really good tea. Like, the flavor is just out of this world. And so what are we doing? I, I'm telling my parents, man, you got to try this. So I gave them a sample of it. They tried it. Man, that, that's good tea. And I gave some others, and when I hear people really enjoy uh, drinking tea, I'm like, you got to check out this site. It doesn't matter how much. I'm not getting. I'm not getting paid for this. So, doesn't matter how much you order from them. It's free shipping. Free shipping is pretty nice. So you can order, you know, a sample pack, and they'll send you. They'll send it to you free shipping. But what? I found some. Man, this is really good. You, let me tell you about it. This is this is wonderful. You need to try this. Why? Because it's something that I found valuable. That I'm like, this has, this has been a joy to experience to me. If we have that same view of the gospel, if we hold our salvation so dear in our hearts and minds and, and realize what God has saved us from, why is it that the majority of Christians never share that with anyone else? If I can share with others how good this tea is, think about that. How good a tea is. Whoop-de-doo, right? Why can I not share the most valuable piece, the most valuable message that I know? And studies have been done of how few times as believers we share the gospel with others. That is a shame, and we wonder why Why is our country in the mess it is in. It is because the ambassadors that God has sent out are not doing a good job of representing him. That comes down on you and me. It's not the one who sent us. We can't say, well, you didn't give me everything I need. He said, you go, and I promise I'll give you everything that you need. That comes down on you and me. God has chosen you to deliver this valuable message. And he has brought people in your life for you to do that. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, the beginning of that chapter, verse 3, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 3, says, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas and the twelve, and then goes on, talks about, and then seen by 500 others. But first of all, that which I, I received personally, and hopefully you can say, yes, I have received it myself. But that now I am sharing with you all. So what is, the, what is the message that we should be sharing to everyone we come in contact with? Well, we know it as the good news or the message of salvation. Uh, we were talking in, this morning in Sunday school about the importance of showing people that God is the creator. 
And we really have to start there now as we're sharing with people, because if you don't acknowledge that God is creator, uh, then you don't acknowledge that he is the lawgiver. And if we have no lawgiver and I can do whatever I want, then it's hard to acknowledge that I am sinful. So we start at showing that God is the creator, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning that God created everything. And because he created you and me, he has given us a standard to live. He has given us a law, and that law shows us that we have broken it many times and shows us our sinfulness. And we see in, in the message that we should deliver that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because of that sin, that sin, because we have a perfect God, separates us from him. But thankfully, God saw us in our need and he did something about it. And that is the good news that we should be eager to share with everyone. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So if we can share with people the the trinkets that we found, the tools that we found that, man, have you tried this tool? It makes life so much easier. Oh, have you tried this tea? Oh, it is. The flavor is wonderful. If we can share that, why can we not share that Christ died for your sins? Just as we read in 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ died for your sins. And then we come to that song, what is the answer? Admit, believe, and forever receive. We get so familiar with the message of salvation that, yeah, we're, we know this. We know Christ died for our sins. Sin separates us from God. But you know, why aren't we sharing it with others? So then we look at, at as an ambassador, we, we look at, okay, what is the heart that we should have as an ambassador? And it is one that should be filled with compassion. If you look at Jesus' ministry here on this earth, it it was one that a heart that was filled with compassion for those around him, seeing the needs of them. Do you see the needs of your neighbors around you? Do you see the needs of the world? And I don't mean see the needs of the problems around you. Oh, why are they doing that? Oh, what? That's going to cause me problems. Why are they blowing the leaves in my yard? Now I'm going to have to mess. Why didn't they take care? No, I'm talking about are you seeing the hurts of the people around you, of their heart, how, it, how it's hurting, of their difficulty that they might be going through? In verse 14 of chapter 5, uh, we read how the love of God compels us and that we ought to see the needs of those around us and be filled with humility. Um, as we draw near to God and align our hearts to his, we will have the heart for the lost that he has. But when we live for ourselves, we don't see the needs of those around us. We see our own needs and our own wants. And we go through life without making a difference, without leading anyone else to Christ, and without being a proper ambassador. But then as we heard this morning, we come to as an ambassador, where does our power come from? And we heard this morning that our power comes from the Holy Spirit within us. The Holy Spirit God has given, and as we follow the Spirit's leading, uh, he gives us the power that we need. 
so that we're not trying to use a cordless drill with a dead battery, but that we have all the power we need if we will use it. Too many times we try to lead others to Christ. When we do attempt it, and we do that in our own power, in our own reason, and we fail miserably. But then we come to, as an ambassador, we come to our increase. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave each one? I plantus. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then he, so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. So many times uh, we come and we say, well, I just can't, I'm just not very good with words, I'm not. We can share with others how great a product is that we found. Why can't we share with them how great God is that we've discovered in him? And your job is to share with them the good news. Your job is not to save anyone. Jesus did the work. He paid the price. The Holy Spirit will do the work in their heart. But you are to be the message bearer. Can you imagine if if God had called you to be the one to deliver the message to Mary? Uh, If God had said, hey, I need your help on this. I want you to deliver this message to Mary that... I'm going to send the Messiah through her. Man, you would have, oh man, let me make sure I have this message down just perfect. I want to make sure I get it right. God has called you to to deliver a wonderful message of salvation uh, and not just to sit back and, oh, I'm so glad that I'm saved, but to share that with others. Many times as Christians, when we do try to to witness, to share our faith, um, we, we kind of look at it as a, I need to have all the answers so that I can persuade someone. Uh, a witness is someone who simply tells what they have seen, heard, and experienced. A witness in a courtroom are bound to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. A witness doesn't seek to persuade. He doesn't seek to convince. All he seeks to do is to be faithful to proclaim what he knows to be true and why he knows it to be true. Persuasion, on the other hand, takes a different form. Uh, One person is engaged in an effort to change the mind of another person on a particular point of view. Uh, It's not uncommon in persuasion to alter or repackage whatever it might be, the message, to make it more appealing to others, In persuasion, the most important thing isn't the truth of the message, but the individual's response. God has called us to be witnesses, to share with others what we know to be true right here. He has not called you to persuade, to alter someone's heart. The Holy Spirit will do that. Are you delivering the message? So just a few tips First of all, start with prayer. God has called you to do this. Start with prayer. He has given you everything you need, but are you are you relying on him? Are you using that power that he has supplied? But then live a consistent and God-honoring life. So live consistently honoring to God 
Then care for others. And I don't mean just, oh, I feel bad for that person, but truly care for them, being willing to listen, even when they're taking your time, when, oh, I have all these other things I need to be doing, but truly care for others. Be humble, knowing that the message that you are delivering, that you are just a representative of God and God has, what God has saved you from, and that keeps us humble. Many of you might be familiar with the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid, or keep it simple, silly. Don't overcomplicate it. Share the good news with them. You don't have to make it overly complicated. Think of how, how Paul did it in 1 Corinthians 15. Here's, here's what I, I, Jesus Christ came, he died. So keep it simple. Don't try to make it overly complicated. And then begin this week being an ambassador, delivering the message that God has called you to. Who is it that you can begin with? Um, I think of Mark Cahill, how he said, our job is to help people take one step closer to a relationship with Jesus Christ. So who is it this week that you can help them take one step closer? It may take years of witnessing to them, of ministering in their life. But it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. So who are you going to be an ambassador to to this week as God's representative? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, to think of the privilege, the responsibility, and the honor to be able to say that we are representing you. Lord, I first of all ask your forgiveness for so many times not doing a good job of that. Of one, not representing you well, and two, of not sharing the the good news of salvation. Lord, give us your heart for the lost. We know your, uh, your love is what sent Jesus to come and meet our greatest need. And we thank you for that of of showing us our need of salvation, but Lord, help us not to just be content with being saved, but to see why you have left us here on this earth, to really have a heart for those around us, to have a, a, a heart for the world and for so many that don't know the good news. Lord, I thank you that you have given your spirit to help guide us, that as we go and uh, share with others that you promised that your spirit would give us the answer, that you would give us the words to speak. And we thank you for that. Help us to represent you well. In Jesus' name, amen.